The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morancia. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Shout out to everybody joining us on SiriusXM Channel 159. And uh, shout out to everybody kicking it with us right now on our uh, Sports Grid Radio YouTube uh, chat. And I like the honesty from people, which uh, we got a lot of drunk people in our chat tonight. Seems like uh, we've got a lot, lot, lot of drunk people. They're admitting it. People are busting out bad sports takes, and uh, I'm calling them out with this on it. And I'm getting a lot of that. Listen, I'm sorry I'm drunk. Um, hey, listen, I thank you for joining us. Degenerate Dean says he's drank like nine double vodkas and cranberry. Nine uh, double vodka and cranberries. He might not be. You're typing pretty good, actually, for someone that hammered, Degenerate Dean. Dean, Dean was saying that he's going to take the Sacramento Kings to play the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. And, um, and okay, fine. You're thinking outside the box. We can give you the numbers for that momentarily. But his reasoning was um, it's a year of the uh, water rabbit, Chinese astrology, Chinese New Year and all that type Chinese astrology. Now, listen, Degenerate Dean's a longtime listener of the program, so he knows we've talked about this in the past. And the um, the year of the horse, I actually took the Denver Broncos. I'm dead serious. So this is, remember the year they lost to the Seattle Seahawks when uh, the first, first damn play of the game was the safety. They snapped the ball over Peyton Manning's head. So, of course, I was wrong on both Broncos Super Bowls. I've been boasting about being right a lot recently. I've been wrong before, trust me. Fortunately, I was, I've been right a lot more recently. But, uh, yeah, I was on the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl against Seattle, and then I was on the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl against the Denver Broncos. So I'm 0 for 2 with Manning's uh, Super Bowls in which uh, he was on the Denver Broncos. But it was year of the horse, and I bought in. I was living in Vegas, and, you know, I, I started to buy into all this Chinese stuff and uh, the gambling and you know, don't touch $50 bills, and, and the number four is bad, right? Like, all this type of stuff. I started to believe it all and buy into it, and it was year of the horse. And the Broncos were good. So it was like the Broncos were good, and then I found out it was like midseason. I'm like, oh, it's year of the horse, huh? I'm like, man, the Broncos are going to win the Super Bowl. It's destiny. <laughs> they have Peyton Manning, and it's year of the horse. And they actually freaking made it to the Super Bowl. 
Right, so I came close with the Chinese astrology handy. I, I'm dead serious. It was like a main thing. I said, yeah, yeah it's year of the horse. I told I, I put it in like videos and stuff. I said, I'm buying into the astrology aspect of this, that it's year of the horse. And uh, they made it to the Super Bowl and they lost. But I'm just kind of wondering right now. I didn't really understand the connection between the Sacramento Kings <laughs> and the Cleveland Cavaliers to Chinese astrology and water rabbits. I got to be honest. I don't even know what the hell a water rabbit is. Matthias, do you know what a water rabbit is? I'm assuming that it's a rabbit that lives in the water. <laughs> that hangs around water. No, no, Gabe, I have no idea what that is. I don't know. I didn't know rabbits can swim. It's level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Brent. See the pips and players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. A lot of crazy uh, stuff to break down as far as the NBA is concerned. We'll get you caught up to date with the updating standings, the overnight numbers. We're in a future mood. We're talking NBA futures uh, right now. And um, shout out to everybody wherever you're listening to us uh, tonight. We've got a chat going on right now at the Sports Grid Radio YouTube uh, page. And there's a lot of drunk people in our chat tonight. And uh, we've got a very interesting conversation going on right now. I'm sure Teresa Walker is very proud from the Associated Press going to join us later. As we're discussing right now, for whatever reason, our boy Degenerate Dean, who's a regular rageaholic, tunes in all the time. Uh, Degenerate Dean... I don't even know where Dean is, actually. I'm not really sure where Dean is. Um, Dean's in his own head right now. As he said, he's drinking nine vodkas, nine cranberries and uh, vodkas. But he said he's taking the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Sacramento Kings in the NBA Finals. Yeah, you probably have to have, like, had nine vodkas to, like, want to put that play in. But all kidding aside, hey, who knows, man? It's been wild. And, hey, Donovan Mitchell's killing it. He did it again tonight, 40-plus. But he's doing this, and he threw out there because it's a year of the water rabbit and Chinese astrology. And people that have been listening to our show know we brought this up before. We took the Denver Broncos to win the Super Bowl years ago because it was year of the horse, and they actually made it to the Super Bowl. And it, it looked like we were a genius. And people were like, Marancy, you're a genius for thinking of this. And they lost in the Super Bowl, so we fell short. And people call me a loser for picking a team because of Chinese astrology. But what I'm trying to wonder is, what the hell the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Sacramento Kings have to do with water rabbits. I'm not really sure about that. I'm trying to look for the connection. I'm like, is there some sort of any uh, you know, any connection? <laughs> and none, none. There are no rabbit teams. What's the closest thing to the water rabbits? The Lakers. They've got water. So the Chinese astrology pick, the Los Angeles Lakers. They've got water, and you're the water rabbit. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and 
starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. You're the water rabbit. I don't know. Does this mean we bet on the uh, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits? It's kind of close. <laughs> so I'm thinking water. I don't know, the Lakers. Uh, if, that, if, if, if that if if you want to hang your hat on that. So I am Gabriel Moranzi. We're talking a little NBA basketball right now, taking a look at the numbers. I'm just sort of giving my thoughts, random, you know, random word association, looking at each team here, sort of process of elimination. Uh, we'll get you caught up to date with the standings. Let's take a look here right now. So as we stated, the Denver Nuggets are going to be the one seed. Nuggets are going to be the one seed. They haven't wrapped this thing up yet. They're getting close. Uh, Memphis are only two games back, though. So Denver, and I tell you what, Denver lost tonight to the Houston Rockets. Denver have been a little sloppy down the stretch. Um, so Denver are going to be the one seed. Memphis is going to be the two seed. It's not a fan. It's not all locked in, but it's going to be. Uh, Sacramento is going to be the three seed. As we were saying, it looks like so Phoenix is going to be the four seed. So the question is, who the five is going to be? If I was the if I'm the Phoenix Suns, I would rather play the L.A. Clippers than the Golden State Warriors, right, in the first round. You've got the whole Kevin Durant versus Golden State angle. That's going to be big. Um, and Plus, Golden State are dangerous in the playoffs, even though they blow on the road. And they did give up 79 freaking points tonight in the first half. Big game tomorrow night with the Clippers and the Lakers. They're both 41 and 38, but as it is now, the Clippers are in sixth place. Then you've got the Pelicans. So, listen, I think the Lakers are going to surpass the Clippers. I think the Clippers will find themselves in the play-in. And uh, they're probably they're going to get the Pelicans. It's going to be Oklahoma City. I guess you can consider that. There's a lot of chaos at the back end here. But I don't, I you know, I'm not ready to pull the trigger on Denver to win the title. We went over the reasons why. Earlier, Memphis. Memphis are good. They're too emotional. They're going to get teed up at the wrong time. I think their rawness will catch up to them, and their temperament will catch up to them in the playoffs. Sacramento are a dangerous team, a fun team, but maybe they can. You know what I mean? I don't think they're they're winning the West. I like the Phoenix Suns. I like the you know to me the Phoenix Suns. Look, they're seven and zero with Kevin Durant in the lineup. They're on a six game win streak right now. I get it. A lot of times. You bring in a new player, and there's chemistry issues, and it takes a while to gel, and all that type of stuff. But 
Not really with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is such a good player. You could drop him on any team, and he, he could fit right in immediately. As Mo DeKeel stated, he's a chameleon. He can do so many different things for your basketball team. Not to mention, he's played with Devin Booker before on the U.S. Olympic team. They had a good relationship. They've worked out together, right? Like, um, there's just, he's a perfect fit for this team. And the only thing that can stop them, in my opinion, is health. You know, I think the Phoenix Suns are the team to beat in the Western Conference. The Los Angeles Lakers are also a dangerous team right now. The Lakers are playing good basketball. When you get into the playoffs, you know, and you play the Lakers, you know who's going to get the calls, and it ain't going to be you. It's going to be LeBron and his team. So you're up against it, right? And it's already in people's heads all the time. that people think, oh, they want to get the Lakers in the playoffs and stuff. The Lakers are also very – the Lakers are very similar to the Phoenix Suns. If they have their lineup – they're a very dangerous team. And the new dynamic with the Lakers isn't so much just LeBron, but when you've got Austin Reeves scoring like he, you know, he scored, he scored 28 tonight. Right? When you've got AD playing the way that it is. Right? Like they've done a great job. They've improved defensively. I know they won 133 tonight, but the Lakers are not going to be an easy out. So to me, the true contenders for me coming out of the West, the Phoenix Suns. The Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers, as crazy as it sounds. I don't know, Matthias, if you want to throw your Clippers in here, but you, you know, and I'm not saying this to uh, to like to try to upset Clipper fan, but come on, the Clippers aren't like winning three playoff series. Do you believe the Clippers are in this conversation as Western Conference contenders? I don't. Gabe, they have to. No, Gabe. You know, no. I don't think they can stay healthy enough. They can't finish, you know, you can't get past two months of the season. You know, the Clippers, for the last two years, what, what's their motto? You know, uh, yeah. they, 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 aren't, they aren't good enough because they can't stay healthy long enough. But it's and not just a healthy, healthy thing. Long enough now? You know what I mean? But you've watched every game. They've never shown us anything that, like, like, yeah, you know what? Remember when they played like that for three weeks? You know what I mean? Like, look at UConn. UConn started off the season. They were torrid. They were amazing. And people caught people off guard that they were not good. Then they started losing some games. Right, and in midseason, UConn went through a little slump for two, three weeks type thing, and and people, you know, sort of gave up on them a little bit. But I liked them. Jay Billis took them to win a national championship. A lot of people liked them in the tournament because they started playing well again down the stretch. But my point was, you you can have confidence knowing that you know what we saw this team play elite basketball. Right, they just they have it for two weeks now, but this guy's hurt or they were tired and this and that. But they can, and when it matters, they we know they can put it together. We can't say that about the Clippers, right? I mean, if you look at the Clippers; they're the, just mediocrity, right? I mean, they're twenty-one and eighteen at home, so it's not like wow, they're dominant at home. No, they're not dominant at home. Uh, what about on the road? They're twenty and twenty. Okay, they're a decent road. They're a good road team, you know, fifty-fifty. It's not bad for the road, but you know, Ka- Kawhi. Doesn't have the energy and the legs anymore. Kawhi used to be one of the best, you know, one of the best players, if not the best player in the league. I thought he was the best player in the league. Kawhi in his prime, when he won with the Raptors, he was the best player in the NBA. He was scoring 28 points a night, and he was playing elite defense. He can't do it anymore. He can score for you, but he can't get back on defense. He doesn't have the same pop. His jump shot is short often. He just seems tired. 
he's an old 32 or whatever the hell he is. Like, he's old. You know what I mean? He's young, but he's old, Kawhi. He looks old, too. Like, Kawhi looks like 10 years older than he really is, even like his face. Like, Kawhi's like older than he is. I'm not saying he's lying about his birth. He's older than he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you get what I'm saying. Uh, he just did. It's a lot of wear and tear on his knees, and like, he's played hard. Um, I don't know what happened with the Spurs, but clearly he feels as though that they screwed him over pretty good and caused him uh, extended injury, right? So all that putting aside, I just don't buy into the Clippers being able to win three playoff series. It's not happening. I don't buy into the Pelicans. I don't buy into the T-Wolves. I don't buy into the Thunder. Fun team, Thunder, fun team, all this whatever, fine. T-Wolves are, come on, the T-Wolves can't get out of their own way. Uh, the Pelicans are, are fun, but they don't play defense. Clippers can't be taken seriously. Sacramento aren't ready for prime time. Prime, prime, prime time. Memphis are really good, raw. Denver are good, but always find a way, and they're not. They're kind of a two-man team. So in my opinion, the Phoenix Suns, the Golden State Warriors, and the Los Angeles Lakers are the teams to beat in the West. And I think Phoenix are the best ones of these teams, but I think all I think it's all dangerous. So we'll see what the final matchups are and how it plays out, but... I think those, in my opinion, are the three contenders for real in the West. As far as the East is concerned, the Bucks are on the verge of wrapping up the top seed. Um, the Celtics will probably end up being the Everyone's like they're they're three games behind the Bucks. Sixers are two games behind them, but the Celtics still own the tiebreaker against the Sixers, even though the Sixers won tonight. So the the the, the Bucks are going to be the one seed. The Celtics are going to be the two seed. The Sixers are going to be the three seed. The Cavs are going to be the four seed. This thing's pretty much locked in at the top here. The Knicks are going to be the five seed. And then that whole six, seven, eight, nine thing is kind of weird uh, in the East. Anything could happen. The Bulls are going to be the 10th uh, t- place team. But the Raptors and the Hawks have the same record, and the Heat are up by two. So, in other words, like I said, a lot of things could happen with this six, seven, eight, nine thing. I personally think either the Hawks or the Heat will end up as the six. And uh, that'll bump Brooklyn to the seven. And then um, I think the Raptors can backdoor this and become the eighth place team. But we are going to have a Cleveland Cavalier New York Knicks matchup, which is going to be pretty cool because the Knicks wanted to get Donovan Mitchell, but they got Brunson instead. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh, I thought the generals were due! He's spinning the ball on his finger! Just take it! Take the ball! That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Krusty with a bad beat. This is Sports Ranch. I am Gabriel Ramsey. Teresa Walker from the Associated Press will join us. We're talking NBA basketball and NBA futures right now. So taking a look at the numbers right now at FanDuel, Phoenix Suns are uh, plus 210 to win the West. The Denver Nuggets are plus 280. The Golden State Warriors are plus 410. The Memphis Grizzlies are 6-1. to one. The LA Lakers are 10-1. to one. The Clippers are 13-1. to one. Sacramento Kings, who are better than those teams, aren't getting any love at all. They're 26 to 1. And then it's the T Wolves 55, the Pelicans 80, Dallas Mavericks. Uh, well, Dallas Mavericks are now 180 to 1. It's funny. It's too bad, like, Kyrie is pretty full of himself, right? Like, but, um, you know, it's funny. Your teams actually don't do well, Kyrie. It's funny how that works out. Man, imagine that. They're 180 to 1 right now. Oklahoma City Thunder 240 to 1, the Utah Jazz 500 to 1. So I just said, if you're just joining us, that I think the three teams to beat in the West, in my opinion, the Phoenix Suns, the Golden State Warriors, and the Los Angeles Lakers. West Coast bias. There's no value on the Suns at plus 210. There just isn't. Right, like, the, I mean, the, yeah, they could win the West, but there's no guarantee they're going to win the West. They could, they should. But there's no guarantee. I mean, as I stated, the Denver Nuggets are going to have home court advantage against everyone that they play. The Nuggets are plus 280 to win the West. Not enough value, though, like to hang a hat on this. They have, you know, they don't have a, like a history of great postseason success. Murray's great. He can hit clutch shots. He's a great three-point shooter. He is good in the final minute of games and stuff. He wants the ball. We know Jokic is amazing. Can the rest uh, the other parts of the Denver Nuggets be enough to play championship caliber basketball for three playoff series? I want to look at it from a conference perspective more than who's going to win the title. Who's going to get there first? Let's figure that out. Now we'll talk about who's going to win. The Golden State Warriors at plus 410. The pros to the Golden State Warriors are they're getting Wiggins back. They are they are the defending champions. They're very good in big games. They're impossible to beat in San Francisco. They're going to be, you know what I mean, the they Curry, they all raise the level of their game in the postseason. They seem to have a chip on their shoulder um, this year in a sense of just, you know, there's an edge to them uh, a little bit. But they're also an edge to themselves almost, right? Like they with the internal like stuff, right? They're just, but you know, when, dude, the way they shoot the ball, they can just light it up, right? And the tie turns. At some point, there's going to be, you know, the the passing of the torch, 
from the the old to the young. And when when the season started, before the season started, I said, I think there's going to be young teams that step up and dominate. And I was right. Sacramento, Memphis, uh, Denver, right? You know what I mean? It's, it's not the same old teams that are the top of the rotation here. But now that it's the playoffs, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't mean I know. I think they can win. And can they show that maturity? Listen, Memphis have the freaking talent. I've sort of dismissed the Grizzlies. They have the talent. Right? They're a great basketball team. I just think in the playoffs that the style that they play will catch up to them. They get into track meets at times. They're very emotional. Like Dylan Brooks can't help but be Dylan Brooks. That's who he is. That's what got him to win. That's that's who he is. So to me, it's like, all right, you're Dylan Brooks. You're also going to get teed up at a bad time. Like they're really good. I'm not dismissing them. I'm just not ready to pull the trigger on them to win the West. The Lakers at 10 to 1, it's just, it's good value. The one thing is, if you take LeBron and the Lakers, you know you have the league on your side. You know you have Scott Foster on your side. They're going to get every call in every damn game that they play in the playoffs. It just is what it is. And you're getting them at 10 to 1. Listen, I'm not going to say that Sacramento at 26 to 1 isn't intriguing considering how good they are. But it's one thing to be good in the regular season. It's another thing to actually win three, three playoff series in a row to get to the NBA Finals. It's not easy to get to the NBA Finals. No value on Phoenix, though. And that's my team. You're better off taking Phoenix at 5-1 to one to win a championship. And then you get them into the championship at 5-1. And then, you know, you could hedge. You could do whatever you want. Like, you guys don't know. You know I don't hedge. But it gives you betting opportunities in the series. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what I'm going to do with Phoenix. Because I don't like the plus 210. Yeah, I think they're going to win the West. But plus 210 is not enough against all these other good teams. And they don't even have home court advantage. So to me, I think a little sprinkle on the Lakers guys at ten to one. Seriously, you put a hundred bucks on it, that's a thousand. You put two hundred, that's two thousand. I'm thinking, you know what? I might put two hundred and fifty bucks on that. Two fifty on the Lakers for twenty five hundred bucks. The Phoenix Suns, I'll play to win the championship at five to one, and I'll maneuver my way through that. I'm sort of looking to have, you know, you want to have more than one, right? Like, I, I had UConn, but I also had uh, Kansas, too, right? But their coach got a heart attack. What do you want from me? All right, so the East. The East is um, the East is also, I think, a lot more competitive than people want to let on here. The problem is everyone is good in the East, but... Who's better than Giannis in the East? That's what it kind of like. Are you better than the Bucks? Are you better than the Celtics? There's a lot of teams with something to prove in the East. Milwaukee have a chip on their shoulder trying to get back to the NBA Finals. They're plus 125 to win the East. No value. Why? Seriously. Think of if Milwaukee played the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. The series is a pick So why the hell would I take Milwaukee at plus 125 right now? That's why I'm going over this. Like, don't do it. Like, there's a stupid bet. Same thing with Phoenix. You're getting plus 210, whatever, dude. They don't even have home court. You just take them in every series. You'll make more money. Like, we're trying to find, like, that's why I'm telling you, like, the Lakers at 10 to 1 is actually, you know, that's a decent number. The Golden State Warriors at plus 420 is a decent number. The Milwaukee and Phoenix, not good numbers. And plus, Boston are really good, too. 
And there, but there's not enough value on Boston at plus 185. Joel Embiid's amazing. He scored 52 tonight. They beat him by two. All you need to know about that is the Philadelphia 76ers needed 52 points from Joel Embiid. The Boston Celtics didn't have Williams and didn't have Jalen Brown. And um, the Sixers won by two points. I'm not buying into the Sixers that they're going to go to the finals. They're super talented, but they're not like that top tier. They're plus 440. This is the first team that sort of intrigues me here. And this this, this sort of popped in my head last night, actually. After the show, I don't know, it was like 3, 4 in the morning. I was up late last night going over NBA basketball props and stuff for tonight. If you want to win, you got to put the work in. So, and I was sort of thinking, I was looking at this, and I was like, I kept coming back to Phoenix, and I'm thinking, you know, the Lakers are dangerous, man. And Golden State, and that's sort of what I was just talking about now. But the Cleveland Cavaliers. If you look at the Cavaliers, they have, like, everything. And the Cavaliers are built for the playoffs. Like, if you look at, like, how they are built, their team, the Cavs are built for the playoffs. You know, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, you know, they're physical, they play defense, they rebound, right? Like, they're, and, oh, yeah, they also have a star that lights it up and is dropping 40-plus every night. And, And Donovan Mitchell, who's been in the playoffs before, with the Utah Jazz, he's played in big games before. I like the Cleveland Cavaliers this year coming into this year. I bet their win total over 46 and a half. And it obviously hit. I like the Cavaliers. Listen, the Cavaliers are going to be playing the um they're, they're going to be playing the Knicks. I and listen, I don't we can't dismiss the Knicks. I know it's easy to, and it's almost, yeah, well, whatever, in the Knicks, nah, the Knicks, will, whatever. The Knicks are good. The Knicks are good. Like, that series is going to be freaking lit. You want, like, competitive series? Cleveland and New York, and as I stated, Donovan Mitchell's from New York. They were going to sign him, but they brought him Brunson instead. Like, th- this is going to be some really good stuff. You can make an argument, I think, that the 4-5, like, whoever wins that series is kind of a sleeper. I personally lean with the Cavaliers, but that'll be a hell of a series. But looking at the number, I can't believe here I am after all this. I'm giving you the Lakers and the Knicks. <laughs> hey, hi, I welcome. I did. If you wanted the Lakers and the Knicks as a prediction, uh, I, you know you should be listening to the Kevin Walsh show in the morning with Donnie Wrightside. Uh, the the early line. Walsh is gonna love this. You know, I almost owe Walsh because Walsh told me his World Series prediction. He goes, this is for you, Marenzi. The Dodgers win the World Series and beat the Blue Jays. That's his pick. <laughs> and Walsh loves the Yankees. I was like, wow, you're picking the Blue Jays. Um, you know, I'm going to give it back here. Dude, the Knicks are 36-1 to to win the East. That's, dude... I'm not one of these people that says, oh, that's good value. It's not good value if it loses, but 36 to 1, that's good value. Teresa Walker next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gabriel Morenci, Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates wherever you may be. Let's bring in Teresa Walker uh, right now, Associated Press. Of course, uh, covers the Tennessee Titans. She's a, a four-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year, but she also covers real-world events. And we all know there's a lot of real-world events that have been going on um, lately. But we figured we'd give her a reprieve and a break and talk about some more lighthearted um, events like smack talk in a women's championship game. What are the Tennessee Titans going to do? Teresa, it's always a pleasure. I enjoy your Twitter follow, and you've been covering a lot of deep and very heavy events. So I figured, you know, we'd lighten things up and talk some sports with you tonight. That sounds beautiful to me. And and I'll just say this. It, it, is it a mark of the women where the women's game is now that, yes, UConn won another title last night in the men's game, uh, a game that was a blowout, essentially, let's be honest about that. But because of, you know, a little trash talk, uh, you know, that Angel Reese was handing back to Caitlin Clark, who has done it in her career to other people, including in the same NCAA tournament, that uh, it, it, it's still going on. Now, you know, Caitlin Clark talked on ESPN on Tuesday and, and said she didn't have a problem with it. And I, I love the Daily Show's take on it. It's like, are, do you think she she's probably trying to dunk off a barn in Iowa so that she can come back? That You know, I love what Rory Woods Jr. said. He's like, this, this could be the next Larry Bird uh, Magic Johnson, but for the women's game and because of WNBA, continue on into the pros. So it's like, let's bring it. I love it. The quality of play in the WNBA has been great, and it's it's you know it's a league that is that just continues to grow. But as far as women's college basketball is concerned, I've always been a fan of it. The women's tournament has always been electric. This isn't new. What happened this year, but it does feel like this was just sort of you know the, the I guess the term always spoken the glass ceiling. It feels like this glass ceiling has been broken. 
and that look at the te- you know the television ratings were awesome. I don't I need to tell you, Teresa. We all saw that the ticket prices were like ten times more for the women's than they were for the men's. And I don't care if it was a smaller arena. That was the place to be. The electricity and the atmosphere. You've been covering women's basketball for a long time. You've been around Coach Pat Summit. You were around Coach Summit uh, for so long. I mean, is this is this a turning point right now? Have we broken through? Is this going to be remembered in like 20, 30 years, like you said, sort of like the Larry Bird and the, the Magic Johnson National Championship, where we'll say that's where women's college basketball really broke the ceiling? I sure hope so. I'll say this. A lot's going to depend on the NCAA taking the next step, though. I mean, they've got to break apart. You know, their current TV deal bundled all of the women's championships together. ESPN got it for a steal, $34 million. And, you know, every all the consultants have pointed out, it's like, uh, look what you got here. You can make a lot of money. So hopefully the NCAA, as this contract gets ready to expire, starts reaching out to people and, and, and treats it like they've treated the men's tournament and value it and, and see what takers are out there. Because guess what? If, if I'm ABC next year, the semifinals and the final are in prime time. I mean, people are wanting to watch basketball. In March Madness, you've had the first and second rounds. Then you have the, the regional, you know, Sweet 16, Elite Eight. People are primed and want to see some hoops. And now, and thanks to NIL, you're going to have a lot of these players coming back uh, for another year. I mean, shoot, Reese and, and, and Clark, you know, they've got two years apiece left, I think, at, at their schools. And then you look at some of the players that are returning elsewhere, it's like, there's going to be recognizable names, which, you know, let's face it, sometimes is an issue in the uh, men's game because you've got guys, you know, transfer portal guys going to the NBA, uh, and then maybe they're ending up in the G League. So, you know, you know, it's like, where was this guy once upon a time? So if they value it and put it out there and see what the bid is, uh, I mean, I, I, I think they've got one more year on that deal. So I'm expecting, I mean, shoot, Richard Deitch uh, of The Athletic has been p- promoting. It's like, put it in prime time. Put them in prime time. And can you imagine what those numbers would have been on Sunday night? Have, I mean, the, 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 the ratings were ridiculous as it was. I had somebody tell me yesterday that they had their wife say, tape the end of the game for me because I can't get back in time. They need, they had to see that. People who weren't, you know, women's basketball fans tuned in for this game. And because of the stars, the storylines, and that's what women's game has developed, now get it in front of more people. And I think the num- numbers will continue to climb. And think about it as we're in conversation with Teresa Walker. Paige Beckers wasn't even playing in this tournament. Another just awesome, awesome basketball player. And all this just can't, you know, it can't, um, it can't do anything but just improve the WNBA with these brand name players. As you stated too, you can name all right Angel Reese. Everybody knows Angel Reese. Caitlin Clark. Everybody knows uh, Caitlin Clark. Don Staley. Everybody knows that name. Aaliyah Boston. Everybody knew that name. Can you, can people rattle off how many men's players? As you stated, it really is true, isn't it? As far as personalities are concerned, I've always believed Teresa, and I've been saying this for years, that the woman's woman's demographic has been greatly just sort of dismissed and underappreciated in the sports world. We see it in women's soccer as well. I mean, they're selling 80,000 tickets in France for women's soccer games. Um, you know, uh, mixed martial arts. You know, went from a time where the UFC said we'll never have women fighting in our company to being main events and being amongst your biggest stars and best fighters. We're seeing it in basketball right now. Uh, we really are. I mean, Teresa, you've been, you know, you're a woman, so you can speak to this, and you've been covering these sports. 
Are we seeing the breakthrough, not just college basketball, but of women's athletics from a business and a marketing standpoint that these companies and networks are starting to realize that there's money to be made here? I hope so. I mean, the uh, you know the, the the national gymnastics championships are going to be April fifteenth, and as a uh, you know a friend of mine who works for ESPN PR said, you know don't forget about them. Tune in because you know you know Sinisa Lee who won gold in Japan in the Olympics has said she's going to be coming back to compete for gold in Paris next year. So you're getting those on you know because you know before you compete in the Olympics and then it'd be like okay I'm done I don't have anywhere to go, and there's now opportunities so you can get those names you can follow athletes as they grow through their careers and now we've got the let's not forget this uh, new cba with the nba that's going to allow teams and or players to you know to invest in the wnba you know the nwsl has been expanding well you know that's the problem you know there's there's a reason why some girls chose to stay in college uh get a free degree charter flights yes but uh you know th- there hasn't been a ton of you know i know nashville wants an, a wnba team they'd love to have a women's league team in nashville so that they can grow and, and cater to that market uh in addition to what they have with the predators and the titans and mls National SC, they would love to have a women's team. And now you're going to have with this next CBA, you're going to have NBA players and teams able to more and you know directly invest. That's going to be, I think, another opportunity for the growth of the women's game as well. Teresa Walker with us. Just for the record, Teresa, we've seen it. It's been stupidly ridiculous. The the pride jerseys in the National Hockey League, and in some instances, the con. You know, I don't. You know, the, the you believe the Blackhawks? Due to Russian laws, there's concerns. I didn't know the state of Illinois operated under Russian law, but I just want to throw out there, I thought the Preds jersey was, like, way cooler than a regular jersey, to be honest. Like, if I was a Predators player, I'd be like, man, we should wear this all the time because this is a lot nicer and a lot cooler, but that's just me. Um, but, Teresa, I wanted to ask you, and time's just flying by here, I want to ask you about the Tennessee Titans an unpredictable franchise. Like, we're hearing a lot of different things about, well, Tannehill is completely, remember, you know, Tannehill is completely done there. Oh, they're going to trade Derrick Henry. Now there's, they draft Malik Willis last year. Now there's a lot of buzz that they're, they want to get a quarterback, that potentially Anthony Richardson. Oh, well, the Titans trade up in all this. I don't know. This is a very unpredictable draft as a whole, isn't it? What What can you tell us about the Titans' plans? Well, I wish I could tell you about the Titans' plans. Here's the one thing I know. The GM who drafted Malik Willis was fired December 6th, okay? And he was drafted in the third round, so project, they knew that. Now, I know that Mike Brabel has praised how Malik Willis has worked, which is interesting because you you know, you're not really supposed to have that much contact with players in the offseason until the offseason program for the Titans starts, I uh, think, two weeks from yesterday, the 17th. But here's the fun thing. It's like, Rand Carthon's the new GM. We don't know what he might do. Uh, when John Robinson came in as the GM for the Titans in 2016, he had the number one pick overall, traded it two weeks before the draft for a boatload of picks that got him an all-pro right tackle. Derrick Henry, oh, yeah, a 2,000-yard rusher. Another two-time pro or all-pro safety in Kevin Byard with the first pick of the third round. I mean, it, he just killed it with that first draft. And uh, then, unfortunately, things went a little bit sideways these last two years and cost him his job. 
job. But, uh, you know, does Rand want to make a splash? Does he want to get his own quarterback? We know that Ryan Tannehill, they keep saying, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry under contract this year. And they are. Uh, Ryan Tannehill also will be 35 in July. Uh, you know, the biggest problem last year was the offensive Wow, line. I didn't realize that, That's, Teresa. Well, 35, yeah. that makes me feel old because I remember him as a wide receiver at Texas A&M. Time flies, man. He's 35. Wow. I know. It makes It's amazing how these kids suddenly make us feel all the bones aching, right? But, uh, you know, he's got a $36.6 million cap hit. Uh, the problem was he didn't have a lot of help at tight end or wide receiver last year because they traded away A.J. Brown. Remember that? Um, so, you know, do you try, do they, you know, maybe draft somebody for, you know, to, do, to, to go a new way? Do they try to just get him some more help and draft a, you know, they did sign uh, Andre Dillard from the uh, Eagles. Uh, they signed Daniel Brunskill from the Niners. You know, they've added some help on the uh, defensive side of the ball. Uh, they brought back a, a depth player on the offensive line, but let's, let's be honest. They also cut Robert Woods, who led the team in catches and receptions last year in, in receiving yards, uh, Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips and Nick Westbrook-Akine, well, you know, Traylon Burks might grow into the quarter, you know, into a receiver that makes you worry about somebody, but the rest of those guys aren't exactly lighting things up, so, or at least not yet, so do they just decide to get Ryan Tannehill some help and maybe deal with quarterback next year? It, 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 you know, we don't know because Rand Carthon is a brand new GM and does not have a track record, so, you know, I, I see the reports. I'll remind people, until we start getting draft cards handed to the commissioner, take everything you hear from NFL reports with, a, with not, not just a grain of salt, a box of salt, because it, it, it's, it's, if their lips are moving, it's lion season, okay? They are trying, you know, teams are trying to throw others off to make them think, hey, we're really interested in this. There was a report this morning that Hendon Hooker from Tennessee is visiting with the Titans. You know, so it does look like the Titans who've been at the Ohio State Pro Day, Alabama, you, know, you name it, Florida, that they're doing their due diligence on quarterbacks. So if they take a quarterback, I won't be surprised because guess what? A lot of GMs like to get their own guy. Teresa, we'll get you out of here with, uh, we got about a minute left, and we always appreciate your time, especially on a backup phone. Teresa stepping up and getting it done uh, for us tonight. Uh, about Hendon Hooker. You know, we were talking about C.J. Stroud uh, on the program last night about if the Panthers are going to take him first overall. And I said, you know, I'm looking at C.J. Stroud and I look at Hendon Hooker's game and I see a lot of similarities. And I find it interesting that one guy is the potential number one overall pick and another guy is, I don't know, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, a late second. I don't know where Hendon Hooker's going to end up going. But you've seen him, and I think he's a lot better than the public are giving him credit for. He's sneaky good. we got 30 seconds. Uh, what's your take on Hendon Hooker? coming up with the draft if it weren't for the ACL that he tore in November and the loss at South Carolina I think that people would be looking at him as one of the top three to four quarterbacks and by the end of the draft he may end up being one of those guys because here's the thing he went from Virginia Tech to Tennessee and showed that he could operate the fastest operating offense in all of college football for nearly two straight seasons and produce at a very high level uh, guess what what's the one thing that you're gonna have to do at the NFL level operate fast he's shown he can do that and he did it against elite competition and they say, oh, well, his receivers are wide open, and he, and he hit his first look. So did C.J. Stroud. And watch an Ohio State game. I, you know what I mean? He's got the best offensive lineman, the best wide receivers, and like everybody's wide open. We can talk all night. You're the best, Teresa. Always a pleasure. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, we gave it to Lakers at 10 to 1, but let me give you something you can use now. All right, Moran, see it up with the future talk. What about now, baby? Well, right now, it's the middle of the night on the East Coast. If you're on the West Coast, it is midnight, and there's always an international market. But we've got early uh, early afternoon baseball. And uh, Marcus Stroman is on the hill for the Chicago Cubs. And I like the Cubs this year. I think this team is ready to uh, to make some noise. I think, you know, maybe next year is they're like they're, they're big. I just think the Cubs are back in business. And um, Stroman had eight strikeouts in his um, – in his season debut. Follow me on Twitter. And uh, once the number is up, it's probably going to be like six and a half, five and a half or something like that. But I do like the Cubs in this game. Cubs uh, get the red. Stroman versus Green. Cubs are minus 115. The total is eight. I do like Stroman and the Cubs in this spot. Nola gets Garrett Cole. Uh, Philadelphia uh, in a tough scheduling spot to start the season in which um, they opened up the season in Texas and then had to go and take take on the Yankees. Not the best uh, situation uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies did finally win their first game of the year tonight, but I think uh, tomorrow the Yankees bounce back. Listen, Garrett Cole, I think Garrett Cole should have pitched for the U.S. in a World, in a World Baseball Classic, but... Garrett Cole is one of these aces where he's always really, really pretty pretty good and reliable. Just every once in a while, like a lot of these aces, he'll give up a bunch of home runs, like Scherzer did today. But uh, I do like the Yankees. So give me, uh, I'm all about the pitching tomorrow. Give me Marcus Stroman and the Chicago Cubs at minus 115. Give me the New York Yankees at minus 160. These are early start games, especially for those of us on the West Coast. 1235 Eastern in Cincinnati, 105 Eastern in the Bronx. McClanahan on the hill. Listen, the Rays are minus 250 favorites against the Nationals with Corbin. Lay the run and a half with the Tampa Bay 
No longer Devil Rays. Thanks to all of our guests tonight. Mo DeKeel, Teresa Walker, Andrew McInnes. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 